game is done. David, you are my favorite Dodger insider. Time for Dodger Talk. If you ready for the brand new thing, let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. David Vazay is going to join us. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling, boy, rolling. It's time for Dodgers baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com. And by Chevrolet. Buy new roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk. David Vesey. Welcome to Dodger Talk. David Vassay with you right here on Dodgers Radio, AM570 LA Sports. After the Dodgers defeat the Marlins in Miami today by a final score of 8-1. to one. We have phone lines open at 866-987-2570. We'll check in with Jose Moda in about seven minutes. Plus, we will give you an update on Blake Trinan, who continues to make his way back as far as his shoulder injury from the beginning of the season. So things are going in the right direction for Blake Trinan, and things are going in the right direction for the Dodgers as they win their 88th game of the season today with their 8-1 to victory over the Marlins and lower their magic number to win the NL West to 17 games. Uh, we will continue to keep you updated on the score in Kansas City between the Do- Padres and Royals. If the Royals can win that game, the Dodgers' magic number would be 16 by dinner time here on the West Coast. Julio Urias pitched great again today. 14th win of the year. He's now 14-7 and seven on the season. He threw 101 pitches, maybe would have liked to thrown more strikes but for the most part he filled up the strike zone in a lot of different ways with all four of his pitches and that's when you know you're in trouble when you're the opposition when Julio has all four of his pitches working he did throw 50 fastballs so he had very good fastball command today he threw the curve and the changeup about 25 times each the changeup 21 the curveball 24 and then for good measure even mixed in a sinker here and there so Julio Urias was in command for six innings today, and for me, I have said this time and time again over the course of the last three or four weeks, there is no doubt in my mind, game one of the NLDS, Julio Urias will be on the mound at Dodger Stadium. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Mookie Betts continues to be in fuego 31 home runs now after taking Edward Cabrera deep on the third pitch of the game for his 16th leadoff home run as a Dodger. It was the 36th time in his major league career that he led off the game with a home run. He is just in one of those Mookie zones that we have seen a few different times this year. He's a great player, but once he gets into this hot streak, He's hard to slow down, and Dave Roberts, as you heard during the clubhouse show, said that he plans on giving Mookie a day off tomorrow in preparation for the Mets and Padres. By the way, with the win today, the Dodgers are now 20-5 this month. They were 21-5 in the month of July. There's three more games to go in the month of August, and our friend Eric Steven at True Blue LA reminds us and puts this into context. The last Dodger team to win 
these many games in the month of August was the Brooklyn Dodgers in 1953, one of their most talented and best teams that they ever had in the borough of Brooklyn. The Boys of Summer in 53 went 25-6 and six in August of 1953. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Uh, it can't just be about Mookie Betts, and it can't just be about Trey Turner, and it can't just be about Freddie Freeman. There were other guys involved today. Austin Barnes came up with a big two-out base hit up the middle with bases loaded in the sixth inning to blow this game open. Trace Thompson continues to mash right-handed pitching. This is such an anomaly because Trace was brought in to face left-handed pitching. But my understanding is Trace wanted to find a way to become an everyday player, face righties and lefties so badly that he made some adjustments to help him hit righties, and it may have left him a little vulnerable against left-handed pitching. So pick your poison. But he has started, my understanding is, he has started to make the adjustments during batting practice to go back to being a very good hitter against lefties as well. And I believe we have started to see that. But against righties this year, Trace Thompson is hitting 359 with six home runs. Also, my guy, Justin Turner, who came to my rescue in Milwaukee, he's been on fire this week. 10 for 22 with three doubles, including three hits today and two RBIs. So, yes, Mookie, Trey, and Freddie Freeman make this all go, but it's more about the depth of this lineup. When Will Smith is in there, he's been coming up big in opportunities with runners on base. He's been hitting 291 with runners on base. The Dodgers this year with two outs are above league average as far as a team batting average goes. The league average when runners, uh, when they're hitting with two outs, is around 175. The Dodgers are hitting almost 200 with two outs this year. So that just tells you where it's at for them. It's not just about home runs. And I have mentioned this a few different times, and I may have been the first one to let you know that this season started to turn around in Cincinnati. Uh, one of the first road trips of the season and certainly the second longest road trip of the season when the Dodgers went from Cincinnati to Atlanta to Denver. And the Dodgers, if you remember, the first couple of months of the season were not very good with runners in scoring position. It was becoming very frustrating for them, very frustrating for Dave Roberts, where he kind of called out his team in San Francisco, where he said they needed to have more urgency and unselfish at bats and there was a hitting meet hitters meeting the first game in Cincinnati of that road trip and different players and coaches have told me that things were said in that meeting to be more unselfish they never gave me specifics but they said the message got across and Justin Turner obviously uh, one of the veteran voices of this team I asked him about it when the team was in Milwaukee, whether or not he felt like the season turned around in that hitters meeting back in Cincinnati. I've heard from different teammates that they said there was a hitters meeting in Cincinnati that kind of changed the mindset of the group. Do you feel like that's an accurate statement? There was something said to kind of reset everybody's focus? Yeah, we've had you know one or two meetings. Uh, I don't remember if it was in Cincinnati or where it was, but just talking about uh, you know, 
a couple different things that we wanted to clean up and, and situational hitting was part of that conversation and being more engaged in the game and, and spending less time on the iPads, I think was, was another topic of conversation. And, um, you know, since that point, uh, we really feel like we've kind of gelled together as an offense. And, um, you know, the thing about offense is hitting's contagious, right? When, when uh, those three guys at the top of the lineup, you know, get the party started, it, it seems like uh, everyone else just kind of falls right in line. Hey, the big three got the party started today, and it started with Mookie Betts leading off the game with a home run on the very third pitch of the season. So there you have what Justin Turner had to say, and he also added that they started putting down the tablets. There are frustrating photos that I have seen going back to 2020 where multiple Dodger players are in the dugout not looking at what's going on in the game and looking at the pitcher, but their head is down looking at an iPad. I mean, they look at the iPad more than my kids do when it comes to looking at the iPad and trying to identify their own swing, maybe something the pitcher was doing. That's not the way to find a way to solve the issue at hand. And it also takes away from the team spirit. I mean, I know these guys are paid very handsomely, but they do value guys being on the top row cheering on each hitter. And the tablets, the iPads took away from that. It was more about me than team with those iPads. And that's something Justin Turner said really, really turned the tide of this season. And the Dodger offense has not looked back. They beat the Marlins today 8-1 to in Miami. Let's go out to the phones for the first time. Robert in Alhambra, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vassay. Hi, Robert. Hi, Dave. Hope your arm's getting better. Thank you. Um, it is. I appreciate it, Robert. Hey, you know, there's something that's been on my mind for the last couple of weeks since the trade deadline. It left kind of a, a bad taste in my mouth. I don't want to hear your thoughts about the Dodgers trading Mitch White. But yeah. it's better for him, better for the Dodgers. What are your thoughts? It, well, it was good for Mitch White. He finally got an opportunity similar to Ross Stripling to start every fifth day with the Blue Jays. There just simply wasn't enough room for Mitch White. And the Dodgers needed to open up some 40-man roster spots. So they were able to utilize Mitch White coming into his own to help replenish the depth of their minor league system with the two players they got back from Toronto. And also, Andrew Friedman is on record as saying, look, we didn't want to hold back Mitch White. And it was unfair to just hold him as insurance. So... I give Andrew a lot of credit for making those trades with the Blue Jays to give Stripling and Mitch White opportunities to start every fifth day. All right. Thanks for that. Thanks for that perspective. No problem, Robert. Appreciate it. I love myself some Mitch White, too. It was tough to see him go. Let's go out to Eastvale. Ruben, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vassay. Hi, Ruben. Hey, David. How's it going? It's going Appreciate well. Yeah. I really thank you for being a great sport with that uh, – Milwaukee incident that that was uh, classic entertainment. <laughs> but uh, hey, that's anyhow. what I was trying to do. I was trying to Shaq the fool, put on a show like Shaq does, and he's a little bit better trained at the stunts than I am, Ruben. Uh, absolutely. And uh, second, I want to add, um, I I couldn't be more glad with how Trace Thompson is doing right now. He's he's really put a good vibe to the team, and he just really turns his uh, seems like he turns career around. He really did. He actually turned it around in the minor leagues, Ruben. He hit 17 home runs with the Padres AAA team and also with the Tigers combined. 
and never got a real opportunity with either one of those teams, especially the Padres, who are desperate for offense and were especially desperate for offense at the beginning of the year. He was in spring training with the Padres, and for whatever reason, they never gave him a real opportunity. So I'm happy that the Dodgers were able to take advantage of two poorly executed organizations when it comes to talent and give him the real opportunity he earned. Yeah, it's great to see him have a success. And one last thing, how come the Dodgers have not, how come we haven't um, signed a trade turn to extension? Well, they don't have to, number one, Ruben. They have the wherewithal to get into any sort of free agent bidding that they so desire. And I think they just want to see how the season plays out and what the options are in the free agent market. So that's part of the reason why. Trey said in spring training he was open to an extension, but obviously it hasn't materialized yet. Yeah, I mean, we we got to snag him and hold on to him. He's having an amazing season in um... – Okay, I asked somebody else this the other day that had the same passionate feeling about Trey Turner. He's 29 years old. We all know he's a great player. How many years would you give Trey Turner at 29 years old? Six years. Six years. Okay, Ruben, that might be enough to get it done. Thanks for the phone call. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. We're going to take a time out here on Dodger Talk. When we continue, we'll head back out to Miami to check in with Jose Moda, who is with the crew having some Dominican food. He just sent me a photo of him, Tim Nevert, Efren Meza from the Spanish broadcast crew, and our very own Dwayne McDonald. So we'll check in with Jose, who's living up life in Miami with the crew after the Dodgers beat the Marlins 8-1 on AM570 LA Sports. On air at AM570, online at am570lasports.com, and available by podcast on the iHeartRadio app. This is Dodger Talk with David Bassett. Now the right-hander Cabrera winds and Mookie drills one deep to center field. This ball back, and this ball is gone. It's the 36th career leadoff home run for Mookie Betts. Betts has homered five times in six games against these Marlins this year. Instant offense. Mookie makes it 1-0. As Magic Johnson would say, don't do it to them, Mookie. Mookie Betts, red hot for the Dodgers as he leads the way for an 8-1 victory over the Marlins in Miami. And that was, as you heard Tim Neverd on the call say, his 36th career leadoff home run. It was his 14th hit against the Marlins uh, so far this season, and he's getting the day off tomorrow. So uh, the Marlins are very happy about that. This is Dodger Talk. David Vassay with you until 1.40 this afternoon. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. We would like to congratulate our winner in the Daniels Jewelers home run forecast, which is Allison Bransuela of Lakewood. Allison receives a $50 Daniels Jewelers gift card for correctly predicting the number of home runs in the game. For your chance to win a $50 gift card, good at over 100 Daniels locations. Go to am570lasports.com, keyword home run. The beauty of an early game in Miami and not travel day is that you get to enjoy dinner on South Beach. And our man, Jose Moda, is with the radio crews from the English and Spanish side enjoying dinner. Jose is an undercover foodie. 
You may not know that about him, but those of us that do know that Jose will never lead you down the wrong path for a meal. So, Jose, paint the scene for us. Where are you at? Where are you enjoying dinner? Wow, my man, we're just about three miles from the ballpark, and I have Efren with me, Spanish uh, radio engineer. I have Tim Neverett, my partner today on the radio in English, and Dwayne McDonald. So we are actually in a place called Millie's here in um, Calle Ocho, and uh, it's all Dominican. We saw the picture that we sent you. It's all flags from the Dominican. The, uh, the presidentes are flowing here around me. Ooh. and. <laughs> I love it. It's a good time. And by the way, this is a place that um, for years has sent food to a guy named, uh, let's see, Mookie Betts, back from the days of Boston. How about that? That is awesome. So now we know what the secret is to Miami Mookie. There you go, Miami Mookie. He's here. (laughs) Jose, just a heads up on Dwayne McDonald, our producer engineer. I was just telling somebody earlier today, uh, whenever you share appetizers with Dwayne, you better get to them early or they'll be gone. Just a heads up. That's a scatter report for you. Oh, man, I better get there soon because I just ordered a platter of uh, some Dominican samplers, and I came over to the side here to uh, take care of our show and our segment. But uh, you know what? Go ahead and enjoy. Dwayne's going to be a papa soon, so we're pretty excited about that. And uh, um, it's good to come here after a big win, too. It's certainly a fun time to celebrate the guys doing their job today. Uno mas for the table. You better be ready for that, Jose. (laughs) As far as the game, Jose, Julio Urias, he might get overshadowed in a game like this, but he did his job and threw strikes. You know, and we say time and time again about Julio and about Dodgers pitches, but for Julio particularly. Now, 34 wins since the beginning of 2021, which you have emphatically pronounced and told us from the beginning of the season how good he was. But, again, he's showing second half of the season. He's among the best ever in baseball. Consider that Julio today, again, got a lead to work with. Julio today showed his best fastball after the third or fourth inning. Julio today was able to spin the baseball and compete. And, and compete is great. But you know what? It's about winning. Julio has a mentality like a Kershaw and all these guys. You go out there and win. You allow your team a chance. If things don't go well, at least minimize the damage. But one thing is about Julio is how much better he's getting at least – in getting ahead and finishing guys off. You know, there used to be a time when you remember quite well better than me that he almost wanted to set up a hitter for the strikeout. Now he's like, you know what? If I read you that you're not really reading anything well with me in my sequence, first two pitches, I'm coming right after you. And even though he missed a couple of spots today with a four wash, I'll take this outing anytime because he also was able to make sure he was mechanically sound, fill the zone, and threw everything in his arsenal for a strike. On the other side, Edward Cabrera was coming into this game with 22 and two-thirds scoreless innings. Mookie ended that right away, but I thought the biggest thing for the Dodgers was they adjusted and they anticipated that Cabrera may flip the script similar to the way Sandy Alcantara did against them yesterday. He threw more curveballs than any other pitch today, and the Dodgers were ready. Oh, it was unbelievable to me. And, uh, you know, I mentioned that to Tim before the game, saying, well, let's find out if he'll go the route of, you know what, I'm going to man up like a black killer in Kansas City. It didn't work. I'm going to man up and throw my fastball. I'm going to just show them that uh, I have spots in my fastball. I can go out there and sink it. Well, it took one inning from the realize I got to change it. In fact, you notice that um, <laughs> Mel Stoudemire visited the mound, Mel Stoudemire Jr., and right after that I said, Tim, watch. He's going to start spinning the ball, and there it is. And they take the Dodgers side of things, Dane. Okay, we saw it last night from one of the best in the game. 
And he, he got us, okay, out to the last out. And let's go out there and make him work, make him earn it. I mean, Edward Cabrera had not allowed a hit for men in scoring position all season long, 0 for 25, until one smart hitter named Justin Turner got a hold of not a fastball, but a breakable ball with the zone and got the base hit. So this team amazes you in so many ways, the way they slug, the way they run the bases, the way they play every single game. But they're very smart, prepared, astute hitters. And I love your sound bites that you just played in regards to the iPads. Dave, that is such a great point. You know, conversations in the dugout, watching a guy, just even conversation with pitchers are valuable. Pitchers to position players and position players to pitchers. And I'm so glad that it took leadership and guys have been around to say, you know, we've got to change it a little bit more and create a better culture. And they've done it, and it's paid off. Hey, I have to do to them what I have to do to my kids, put time limits on those iPads, right? I'm sure Dave Roberts feels that way. Nothing wrong with this little eye contact and keeping a conversation afloat in the house and the living room too. Dave, you're right. Amen, Jose. Hey, the Dodgers are making things fun for everybody, including the broadcasters. Go back to the great meal. I hope there's some food left for you, Jose, and we'll talk to you uh, when the Dodgers are in New York. And by the way, I'm uh, the most uh, fortunate guy. I get to work with Monday. I get to work with Charlie. I get to work with Tim. I get to work with Pepin. Uh, today was my first time working with uh, Tim. It was uh, quite a good time. Yeah, it was a great broadcast, Jose. Thanks a lot, and enjoy the Dominican food. Way to lead the horses to water today. You got it, baby. <laughs> there he goes, Jose Moda. He was not on a very great line, uh, a big party out there in Miami, and uh, obviously a lot of great places to eat. And Jose, even when he was with the Angels, would always direct me to the right spots in the different cities the Dodgers would go to, especially in the American League cities. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Dodgers beat the Marlins today 8-1. to The Dodgers limited the Marlins to only two hits. The Marlins only had two hits today. That's incredible. While the Dodgers eight runs on 14 hits on their way to their 88th win of the season. And it looks like the Dodgers' magic number will go down to 16 today because the Royals have responded and now have nine runs on the board in the bottom of the sixth inning. They lead the Padres 9-4. to four. So when the Dodgers get to the ballpark tomorrow, it all looks like their magic number will be 16 to clinch the NL West. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to Ted in North Hill. You're on Dodger Talk with David Vassay. Hi, Ted. Hey, Dave. I hope your arm's feeling better, too. <laughs> it is. I could have some range of motion exercises, Ted. I'll be ready to go Friday when the team comes home. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, like, I just wanted to say earlier, um, the, the when Dave changed the lineup to have Mookie and Trey at numbers spots one and two, I thought that was a great idea. Because if those guys ever get on base, it really does a lot of stress to the opposing pitcher. Makes them have to throw strikes, and and it's been paying off. And another thing I'd like to add is the job that Mark Pryor's been doing as the pitching coach. It's really been awesome, and he's getting the most out of every player. And one day he'll be a future MLB uh, manager to some team. Well, he could do it. He's smart enough to do it. I'm not sure he wants to deal with people like me on a daily basis, but him and Connor McGinnis have been such a great complement to each other as pitching coaches. But 
Mark is the leader of that staff. 866-987-2570. I can't leave out Danny Lehman, who you see with the stringy long hair next to Dave Roberts. He's the game plan coach. He's very much involved with Mark Pryor in game planning as far as with pitchers. So those three guys, Danny Lehman, uh, Connor McGinnis, led by Mark Pryor. Let's go out to L.A. Scooter. Hey, Scooter found his groove. What's up, Scooter? You're on Dodger Talk. Hey, David, how you doing? I'm doing great. Is that your real name or your nickname? Uh, my nickname. Yeah, you know the big man, Clarence Clemens, who's from Florida. His nickname was Scooter. Okay. Uh, yeah, Dave, I just wanted to uh, ask you, okay, um, the Dodgers. Not a big Springsteen fan, I mean, huh, Scooter? Uh, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell. What do you got for me? Um, the Dodgers, um, they're, 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 um, you think the Dodgers, when they test the division, which they will, hopefully by my birthday, which is September 10th, that um, once they clinch it, you think they're going to keep their pedal to the metal and go on out, or will they kind of go in cruise control? Because I think that's what cost them last year, because the Giants pushed them to the break, to the end of the season, and then to the five games in, in the playoffs. And by the time they got to the Braves, they were just burnt out, especially if they're pitching. So this well, year, Scooter, I think they don't one. have the type of players to go on cruise control, but I will promise you this. Once they clinch the division, they will throttle back. Freddie Freeman has already said when the Dodgers clinch the division, that's when he'll take a day off, and I'm sure Trey Turner will do the same. And once they do that, and I've mentioned this a few times, thanks for the phone call, when the Dodgers come back from this road trip starting on Friday, they will play their final 26 games of the regular season within 28 days, including a doubleheader against the Arizona Diamondbacks on the next homestand. So they are going to have to incorporate different pitchers. I fully expect guys like Andre Jackson, Ryan Pepio. If Danny Duffy can contribute some innings, he'll be part of this too. Victor Gonzalez is coming back. Blake Trinan's coming back. So that's the reason why the Dodgers are keeping a six-man rotation with Kershaw coming back this week. And also, I fully expect those young pitchers, especially Jackson and Pepio, to start some games to give the pitchers that are going to be part of October innings off. 866-987-2570. Dodgers beat the Marlins today 8-1 to to win their 88th game of the season. Let's go out to Miguel in Watts. That's where my Uncle Ray was born, Miguel. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. I was about to say the same thing. I said the man, the myth, the legend, Uncle Ray Torres from Watts. That's right, baby. You know it. Uh, I hope you're feeling better. You sound great, by the way, after that little accident. Um, Thank you. I wanted to. I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to call because um, I was reading up on you know the playoff picture and how the seating works, uh, and it feels like once again the Dodgers are going to you know kind of somehow get the short end of the stick. Because my understanding is they would play the four or the five seed no matter what. Yes. They will play, as it stands now, the winner of the Braves-Phillies series. And Yeah, as of now, and then that could be the Mets if the Braves, you know, catch them up. Well, the Braves uh, lost last night. My guy Kenley Jansen blew the save, so they're now three games back against the Mets, and the Mets, after they play the Dodgers, have a very easy schedule. So I don't see now the Braves. It's an outside shot the Braves will catch the Mets. Well, in any case, um, 
if you know the Braves take care of the Phillies, that means the Dodgers play the Braves in a five-game series. While if the Padres beat the Cardinals, which it looks like it's going to be Padres-Cardinals, then now, do you really expect the Padres to beat the Cardinals? The Padres have not had many things go their way. I, I fully expect the Cardinals to win that series. They're playing better uh, baseball. Well, I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right because I think it would be advantageous for the Dodgers. To Miguel, play the Miguelito, don't worry so much. The Dodgers are in the best spot of any team in the National League because they have the best record in baseball. You know, after the Braves and Phillies duke it out in that wild card series, the Dodgers would have been sitting home for five days without playing a game, setting up their pitching staff, being well-rested, and then if they do beat, and I fully expect them to win the NLDS, uh, they're going to have to play a weary team uh, from the other series. So don't worry, Miguel. If you're good enough, you'll win. And the Dodgers have set themselves up to be in the best spot and avoid that wild card series. This is why I love you, Dave. Thank you very much for the, uh, the positivity. <laughs> All right, Miguel. Don't worry so much. 88 wins. They got a 20-game lead in the division. They're in the best spot possible, better than any other team in the National League, including the Mets. That'll do it for us on Dodger Talk today. I have two final thoughts before we say goodbye. I have been watching the Legacy Show on Hulu, the story of the Bus family, Bus family and the Lakers. And I'm hoping in Episode 4, they will answer the greatest mystery of my life to this day. Why did Magic Johnson ever shave off his iconic goatee during the 1989 playoffs? He never won another NBA championship after he shaved off the goatee. And he blew out his hamstrings during the 89 finals after he shaved off the goatee. Can somebody please answer that for me? Maybe Magic can call in one of these shows and explain to me why he ever shaved off his iconic goatee. Number two, want to say thank you to Bill Plaschke for writing the column about my accident, but more importantly, letting you know how compassionate those players are. Players, professional athletes get such a bad rap today that they are entitled, spoiled millionaires. Hopefully, if you read Bill Plaschke's column today, he did them justice to let you know they're people like you and me. And in a crisis, in an emergency, when somebody was hurt, uh, income, player, not player, media, not media, meant nothing. They sprung into action and were there for me. So thank you to those players. Thank you to the Dodgers training staff. And thanks to Bill Plaschke for writing a column that really shows you how proud you should be about the Dodger players and the organization. In case you missed any of this show, you can find it on the iHeartRadio app. We'll be back with you tomorrow afternoon, beginning at 2.30, with Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck before Tony Gonsolin takes the mound in Miami. Tony Gonsolin will be on the mound against Pablo Lopez. Our coverage begins at 2.30, first pitch at 3.40 from Miami in the finale of this wraparound four-game series. Thanks to Colin Yee back at our Burbank studios. Thanks to Dwayne McDonald in Miami. And thanks to you for listening. Once again, the final score today, the Dodgers at Marlins Park defeat Miami 8-1 and lower their magic number to 17. Have a great rest of your Sunday. See ya.